Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. And boy, is it ever. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yes, commode indeed. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Social Media Edge Radio, where we talk about, oh yeah, social media and other things. And edges. (laughs) <laughs> I love those edges. We are living on the edge today, for sure. Uh, say hello, Mike Mueller. Hello, Mike Mueller. And you said, okay, I'm in the chat room. So if you're listening live, you got to get over to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash smedge and find the link to the, I don't know, Mike knows how to do all that stuff. Chat room, yeah. just at the bottom. Scroll down. Just at the bottom. Yeah, click on it. Get in there. Uh, sometimes that's where the fun stuff happens. I know last week it was quite active in there, and uh, we had a lot of interesting things going on. Hey, did you uh, you hear about uh, the big Dyne uh, DDoS attack last week? Well, barely, because I barely was able to get onto Twitter and get my news. <laughs> How was it that it was trending on Twitter, by the way? I mean, <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> I can't get on Twitter yet. This is okay. So let's first, Mike. What's a DDoS? I bet there, somebody listening knows, but somebody else doesn't. Well, you're asking me questions that are way above my level, but it's a denial of service, a distributed denial of service. I believe that's that's what it actually stands for. Ding 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 um, ding ding. That is correct. Did I get it right? Yay! You did. Yeah yeah yeah. I scored points. Yeah. And uh, so what happened last week, in case you couldn't get on, many of your favorite, literally dozens of big ones, and uh, I don't know how many smaller ones, hundreds, perhaps thousands. Uh, first of all, let's say Dyne is a, they're a uh, DNS service that makes sure that traffic gets routed or routed, distributed the way that it needs to be. Uh, and without getting into what happens when you type an address into your browser bar, that information is on some computer out there somewhere, and your browser bar has to interact with all these nodes and things to get you the information that you requested. It was a little bit surprising, though, Mike. This one was a little bit different. Uh, We're pretty sure it was just a test of larger things to come. You know, normally a distributed denial of service makes use of uh, insecure computers, right? Right. Um, yeah. This one was a little bit different. A little bit scary. What did this one use? Well, are you familiar with the term IoT, Internet of Things? Uh, just as a phrase, but I don't really know what that exactly. It, what What's that mean? Well, it's uh, you've seen the advertisements for the the refrigerator that takes photos inside it's got video inside and you can look at it on your uh your laptop or yeah. sense when you're almost out of milk and those kind of things well 
that, and then you've got now you've got these smart homes, so you can use your smartphone to turn your uh, lights up and down, uh, darken your windows, close your blinds, lock your doors. You can even feed your dog through an app now, like, and your mm-hmm. chickens. You can check on your chickens. Uh, but now, cars, motorcycles, washing machines, musical instruments, oh, the list goes on of things that are connected to the Internet. Things that are connected to And the not computers. Computers. So this time, that's what the uh, attackers used, was the Internet of Things, primarily standalone IP webcams. Wow. Yep. That's what makes it a little bit scary. Well, how do I, as somebody who has a, well, theoretically, if I had a connected home with a refrigerator and a Nest uh, thermostat and a, uh, what do you call it, Amazon Echo and all of that, how do I make sure that they're do I need to put virus? How do I put virus anything on there? How do I know that I'm not not being safe? Ah, great question, Mr. Marvel. <laughs> uh, you're not being safe because if you don't know if you're being safe, then you're not being safe. Uh, so the average user is not ever, or no, no, I'm not going to say not ever, but currently just not aware of all the things that are open to attack from outside. Uh, One of the best things you can do is to have an up-to-date firewall. Now, we used to use, you know, these heavy-duty, giant, expensive hardware firewalls, and today Mm -hmm. firewalls are primarily software, so they're actually built into your, your, uh, your router, your modem. Mm-hmm. But most people never take the time to actually set them up properly. I think we're going to learn over the next couple of years, uh, and which is part of my job in the military, is to teach people uh, how to be safe at work and at home uh, on their on their devices, cybersecurity. Um, so it's it's not a simple answer, but it is. And the simple answer is you learn. You learn how to protect your devices, and you learn how to protect your homes. Network. You have a you have a Wi-Fi router in your house. House. I have a Wi-Fi router sitting right next to me. I'm petting it. Mm-hmm. Got a good strong password on there. I have a really good strong password. I wrote it on the bottom. Is... <laughs> Smart man. Nobody will ever. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, yeah, in reality, probably not going to have a problem writing a. So, password on the bottom of your home router, uh, exactly. but I've seen it in businesses, too. You walk into business, and what's your password? They lift up their keyboard and flip it over, and there it is on a sticky note. Yep. Exactly. But anyway, uh, kind of a public service announcement there. We are all culpable. They used tens of millions of devices to take down this network, uh, and just imagine if that was some real key infrastructure. Um True, it was easier to get into, you know, get dying to fall. Um, They were launching that at air traffic control centers or um, even the control centers for some shipping centers. You know, here in Savannah, Georgia, and I know out there in 
in uh, San Francisco and San Diego both have huge shipping centers. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us individually to be, yeah. be uh, as my little nephew used to say, responsibilities. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, the internet is running now, so we can actually we can do our show. We can, um, and we're going to talk about something that's pretty interesting today, and something that I come across. I bet you come across this too, don't you, Mike? Uh, just clients. about every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get emails every day from somebody that says that they can offer me this service. Uh, you know, I'm talking on my phone right now. I'm actually using my phone to do part of the show. So I'm mobile. Mm-hmm. I'm mobile. You do a lot of mobile stuff. I do. You bet. Maybe we should talk about that today. Mobile. Mobile ready. Is it mobile ready or is it mobile responsive? Yes. Yes. It is. Okay. I think I think uh, responsive is a more... Uh, modern term. It might confuse folks a little bit. Uh, you and I, when we say responsive, we think something totally different than when other people say responsive. Uh, you and I, when we say responsive, we think, can I see it, read it, and interact with it on a mobile device, correct? Right. Yeah. So there's your definition. <laughs> I'm just loving my coffee and my Tuesday. Yeah, so let's talk about being mobile. Ready, and that's something I'm sure that you do for every client that you touch. You make sure that their website is mobile responsive, don't you? Well, almost every client that I touch in that. Uh, when I build a website, and I have for years now, uh, when I built, build a website, I build a new website as mobile responsive. But I say that because I also go in, I uh, edit and and massage other people's sites and websites that have been up and around and and working and I not necessarily building them. And sometimes, incredibly, even though I say, hey, this site is not mobile responsive, that's okay. Uh, just do what we are paying you to do, and and we'll talk about that later. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I actually had that happen uh, last year, and uh, I finally convinced them that they needed to be mobile ready right now. Um, because if you're not mobile ready right now, you're actually behind the times. You've got to play catch up. Yeah, somebody's calling you trying to get mobile ready right now. They probably are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my clients just, no respect, no respect. And I don't know how to turn these phones off in the office. <laughs> we ah. just let them ring for a minute. Uh, yeah, so that's we, we've kind of talked a little bit about mobile ready, what it is, uh, and, and I'll give you a good example. There are a lot of times I'll do a search on my phone for something that I want to read, and uh, I'll click on the link on Google. It takes me to the website, and what? What? It's like they took a billboard and they shrinked it down to a postage stamp, shrunk it down to a postage stamp, and now I've got yep. to try to read the thing, Mike. Yeah, you're, the entire page, if it's not mobile ready, the entire page will just shrink to fit into the screen. 
Good luck with yeah. that. Yeah, good luck with that. And I have a big screen. I've got a Samsung Note. Kaboom. Uh, and that uh, even having a larger screen, it's still difficult to read. So you know they're losing business, and we'll talk about how we know that in, in just a little bit. Uh, I've done the same thing on, on Facebook. Somebody will post a link on Facebook, click it. Twitter, same thing. Post a link, I'll click it. Can't even read it. And if I do, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, use my fingers to zoom in, and then I have to scroll back and forth. Honestly, who wants to do that? If I were looking for a home, Mike, if I were doing a home search, or if I were looking for insurance or uh, to finance a car, if I needed a uh, an automotive finance company, and I got to their website and it wasn't mobile ready. Guess what? I probably have to do find one that is. Well, you're going to pinch yes. and zoom for about two seconds, and then you're going to find one that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say yeah, I can't read this, so I'm going to go find one one that is. So let's talk about what needs to be mobile ready. I think that's pretty, yeah. pretty easy answer for us because. It's, it's, it's what we do. Most of the big things out there are already mobile ready. So for you, Mike, what are some things that need to be mobile ready? Well, um, when I'm building in WordPress, I'm going to start off with the theme. So the theme itself has to uh, have uh, the mobile responsiveness is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And can I define that maybe a little bit? It's absolutely um, because we're we're throwing around mobile ready, which makes perfect sense. But then mobile responsive, what does that mean? And uh, realistically, you can you can create a website that uh, if you're viewing it on mobile, and we're going to send you to a totally different website that we've built that you know is just ready to go for mobile. And they might even have multiples of that. If you're on a tablet, you get this website. If you're on this, you get that website. And they do that all like media queries um, will tell you, you know, hey, go to this site or go to that site. Um, But mobile responsive is it's still the same exact site. It's not a different site whatsoever. And that's typically what happens in WordPress sites. And what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, here's our big header image. Here's our big, you know, for desktop, this is what we've got and then for mobile responsive we want you to we want the theme to shrink it down to this size and because we want that be easy easy to read we want the menu bar to be easy to touch there's a lot of things that go into that it's not just shrink it down it's let's move this over here let's do this and 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 not do that and so some things actually get moved down to the bottom some things actually you know, get resized bigger, um, you know, like buttons, menus, and, and things like that. And then images, as far as as far as that goes. Um, so all of that goes into mobile responsive. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing when we do uh, Angular or Bootstrap sites that we do in uh, in WordPress. We use that CSS to to um, you do the media breaks. And, you know, one thing that we do also, Mike, is we sometimes leave out things that would have been on the, the desktop version from the mm-hmm. mobile version. We just leave it out because it's either, well, for one thing, most mobile devices uh, are not friendly to flash video. And I don't know why some plugins still, yeah, that, that's another road I could go down, but we'll leave things like uh. that out just because yeah. they don't, 
play on, on a mobile device. Um, yeah. Most apps by nature are already mobile ready. So that's kind of, we've come into a thing now when people are talking to me, occasionally I'll have a client, especially a bigger client, they'll say, do you do mobile first? And I love that question mm-hmm. because about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I did start doing mobile first. So I developed for the, the small screen before I developed for the, the laptops and, and desktops. Um, I think a lot of developers are doing that. And I've noticed some themes are that way too now, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the the whole mobile first thing is, and it's kind of why is it? And it's because of the popularity. Everybody is, or a higher and higher percentage of people are mobile first to begin with. They're not on their desktop. And I can tell you, there's a whole lot of times where I'm looking on something on my phone first, and then I'll bookmark it on my phone and I'll think, okay, i got to go to this on desktop maybe later on. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's mobile mm-hmm. only, really. Uh, I put a note in the, the show notes, May 5th of 2015, so a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, Google said that there were more searches on mobile than desktop. That was a year and a half ago, Mike. Yeah. And still, so when we say, yeah, I was going to say, and still, people think their site doesn't have to be mobile ready. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I'll go get in my steam engine car and uh, ride a half a mile into town to the <laughs> post office to pick up my paycheck. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's time. Uh, content though, let's talk a little bit about content because. Content's different, or or it's perceived, it's seen, it's interacted with differently on mobile mm-hmm. than it is on on a desktop. Chances are you're not going to number one print from mobile, correct? I mean, you may. Right. I do. I print yeah. on mobile. Um, what are some other ideas of of content needing to be made mobile ready? We already mentioned uh, the flash videos. They're a no go. Yeah, well, you know, and and YouTube has gotten away from that as far as that goes. But um, images, just just your regular old images, and if you are typically if you're putting in an image, you want to put in. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna actually go down this path real quick. If you're putting in an image, <laughs> and let's say the content area on your desktop is a thousand pixels wide, resize that image first. If you're writing a blog post or creating a page or whatever you're doing, resize that image first. Get it down to, let's say it's a 5,000-pixel image. You took it on your smartphone, which is, you know, they're doing fabulous photography. But resize it down to the proper size, then upload it into WordPress. Now, when I'm viewing it on my phone, I don't want to see a 1,000-pixel image on my phone. Mm -hmm. It's going to be way too wide. And so you need to have, and that's where we get to a mobile responsive theme is going to say, hey, put this image in a essentially what it does is it says put it in a container, not that that needs to make any sense, but it's kind of like a little box, and then make that image 100% of that box. So Mm -hmm. on my phone, when that box is 240 pixels wide, the image is only 240 pixels wide. Mm -hmm. So images... 
are uh, vastly important, but your theme should do that. Yes, it should. If you're doing a WordPress site, uh, you need to be using a mobile-ready, uh, if not a mobile-first theme. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we've got a couple more tips for you. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out arbitconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. So on, uh, we're talking about mobile-ready, uh, mobile-ready content, mobile-ready websites, mobile-responsive websites, graphics, all those kind of things. There's a couple more points I want to make about content before we move on. Uh, and one is iframes are very rude to mobile-responsive. Uh, right. I still see a lot of people, they think the only way they can get that content in is with an iframe. That's not true. Uh, most organizations out there provide what they call an API that lets you interface. And there are ways to actually strip content from other things. So if you've got a site that you have, uh, that you sell uh, widgets on, and you've got another site that you blog about, and you want to put your widgets on your blog, uh, there's ways to create either a plugin or a function to, to do that happen as well. So iframes really kind of need to go away <clears throat> as far as mobile is concerned. The other one mm -hmm. is in WordPress specifically, uh, you know, a lot of people put these plugins that let them do a more advanced per window. So they put in some drag and drop elements. And I know I have clients that have things you can drag and drop divs in there and columns and all of that stuff. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but if you don't know what you're doing uh, and you're not careful, as soon as those things flip over to mobile, guess what, Mike? It's broken. There's Pick there's a hundred ways to break a mobile site. <laughs> yeah, we could write a book on that. Hundred ways to break a mobile site. Uh, so yeah, content should be mobile ready because it needs to be seen on there. Now you came up with something good for the next point, and that was how do you know if you're mobile ready? How do, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. How do you know? Well, uh, Google, who's been the I'm going to say the the driving force behind all of this. Uh, Google actually created a mobile-friendly tool to check your site, and you, know, you just very simply um, you put it in the. Actually, just do a Google search for mobile-friendly tool on Google, and you'll find it. 
You don't need a webmaster's account. It used to be you did, but you don't anymore. And you put in your website, and it will run through all the things, either give you a green light or a red light. And if it gives you a red light, it'll tell you exactly what's wrong with your site. Now, that said, I'm glad that we covered content first because just putting in your website is going to go do the home page. It's not going to do the pages that are inside. Your entire site may not be mobile ready um, the way you're doing that. So you got to actually put in a couple of different pages and check and make sure that you know, this page with video, is this mobile ready? This page with pictures, is this ready? Yeah, and, and I would encourage people to try that too. Uh, Google.com, uh, I think, what did you say, just search for mobile-friendly tools or something like that? Yeah, um, it's still in Webmaster Tools, but it's it's just the, they just call it the mobile-friendly tool. Mm-hmm. Or mobile-friendly so, test, I guess they call it. Yeah, I would use that, and you know, use it on your competitor's site too, because if they're not mobile ready, and you are, there's an advertising point for you. <laughs> I mean, it really yeah. is. Uh, I have uh, been doing quite a few restaurants lately that were just not mobile ready. They had these big, beautiful flash graphics on the front because restaurants just love to do that. Um, and I would pull up their website on my mobile device and go, "Here's what your users are seeing while they're driving around looking for something to eat. Nothing." They're seeing nothing. Uh, the fifth point, Mike, does Google care about mobile ready? You said Google's been the driving force behind this. Is, is that what yeah. you meant? Do they, they care about it? Well, yeah. What would be the worst thing that Google could could do if they cared so much about your mobile site? Well, the easy answer is they could delist you and Ugh. just not show you in the search results. Ugh. That's not good. Uh, yeah, and there has been uh, evidently some cases of that happening or getting dropped from the, the top. Um, you know, at first they actually had experimented around with a mobile, uh, kind of a separate mobile search engine. Not really, but uh, if you'll remember, a couple of years ago you could click on a link that said mobile, and it would give you only mobile-friendly results. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Too close to the birds this morning. Huh. Uh, but I, th- I think the article that I uh, posted there from Search Engine Land back in 2015 kind of says it all. Google says more searches now on mobile than on desktop. Uh, mm-hmm. Google makes money by having people come and search on their search engine, and they have to satisfy their customers. So if they're not delivering exactly what that customer wants, they're losing revenues. So, yes, Google absolutely cares if you have a mobile-ready site. Not a mobile-ready version. They don't. Did you know, Mike, that they're actually more friendly to responsive sites than they are to, as you'd indicated earlier, uh, using either a screen detector or a media break and sending the visitor to a completely separate site? Oh, I did not know that. In, somewhere in there it's buried. I have not seen it with my own eyes, but I've heard it multiple uh-huh. times from, from smart people who have taken the time to look for it. Uh, but, yes, you more credibility from Google by using CSS, media breaks, and those things to uh, get your site going. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can always call Mike or myself, and, and we'll answer those questions for you or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, now, the big one. We need a drum roll for this one, Mike. 
I'm ready. How do you get mobile on. ready? Yeah, you don't have a drum. How do you get <laughs> mobile ready? I'm going to let you take the first one. How do you get mobile? Just say uh, Bob's Upholstery calls you. They've been in business for 35 years. They've got a website. Uh, they don't know anything about it. What do they do? Well, the first thing that you need to do is, uh, if you're building on WordPress, is you need to start with a mobile responsive theme, or mobile first, as you call it. Um, that kind of theme will get you started in the right direction. You're not done yet, but that's a good start. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And if you don't want to use WordPress, there are some other solutions out there. Um, we, we talk a lot about WordPress because it's just so powerful. I often have to explain to my customers that just WordPress itself, just the core and the little bit that comes with the free WordPress is easily worth $100,000. And I know that's hard to believe because you don't have to pay for it. But if you went out and you hired somebody to develop WordPress for you, $100,000 is going to be the low end of the price <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's just powerful, right, Mike? Oh, absolutely. It's, a, so, it's incredible uh, what, what WordPress does for it free. It's it, for free. For free. Uh, you know, you, you get a very basic version for free, but if you're halfway decent at learning, uh, you can get it going, and it uh, doesn't cost that much to hire Mike to get him to get one going. It costs a lot to hire me, but Mike's cheap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a couple more of the notes we got there. I see you've got uh, something down there about uh, webmasters, mobile-friendly websites. Uh, tell us about that mobile SEO thing. Is that uh... – Well, theoretically, so if and, – and that's that's something that came up uh, a while ago, and I think you put that in there, not me. Um, ah, but I'll, I'll, I'll speak to it because I, I read the article. Theoretically, depending if you just if you had a let's say in your example, the guy had a WordPress site, it was not mobile responsive, and then what ended up happening is a developer or he came in and and threw a mobile responsive theme at it. It now it would be theoretically mobile responsive, and where did his SEO go? Is commonly a big question and you know i had great seo for my keywords and then it started dropping off which is why i was forced to ultimately pick up the phone and call you and now where did it go and that article basically speaks to that so if you went in that direction you did mobile responsive you still have it if you built a completely new site that with a media query said, hey, if somebody's on their tablet or somebody's on their smartphone, go over to this site that we've built that's just for the, those mobiles. You lost all the original SEO, and you're going to have to actually start building back up on that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of their points in there, and the key points, they had three key points. The third one was that mobile pages that provide a poor searcher experience can be demoted in the rankings or displayed with a warning in mobile search results. You don't want a warning in mobile search results. It's, first thing you right. want to do if you're a searcher is just automatically have a bad, uh, bad feeling, bad indicator about that. Um, yeah, to get mobile ready, uh, I'm going to say it takes a little bit more experience than just throwing up a website and uh, even just putting on 
uh, Google, unless you're sticking with the very, or WordPress, even if you're just sticking with the basics, you might want to really think about at least calling a consultant in to, to make sure that you're mobile. Uh, because if, you, if it's a battle, battle of inches and you're losing the mobile battle, it's, uh, it's kind of a tough thing. So I would recommend yep. studying, calling somebody that knows what they're doing, uh, getting references on that person. Uh, I refer Mike. He's a great guy. Uh, he knows about mobile ready. That's, that's uh, yeah. So what would some questions be that uh, we might not have answered? You got any ideas, Mike? Um, how do I embed an iframe? Uh, that's, uh, maybe you didn't ask this, but how do I embed an iframe? And the reason that you need to embed an iframe still, even though we said, hey, you shouldn't do that, some people are embedding entire websites via iframe, and we're not talking about that. But every now and then, uh, you need to embed an iframe. And sometimes that is even like a YouTube video. You grab the embed code and you go, oh, wait a second, this is an iframe. And, you know, Ken and Mike told me don't use iframe. You can do it, and you can do it if you do it um, properly. I've put up a site, and actually it's very simple to remember. It's embed responsively, not responsibly, responsively. <laughs> English first. <laughs> and you just put in your like your YouTube um, address, you know, for that video, or you can put in different images and things like that. And what it will do, a Google Map even is embedded with mm -hmm. an iframe. Um, mm -hmm. And so using that tool, it puts a container, like I mentioned at the at the top of the show, it puts a container around it that will now resize that beautifully within your theme, and you will not break your mobile responsiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, I've actually never seen this site before, and I just looked at it, and that's exactly how I would write that embed code. Exactly. They do a really good job of that. They do. They use percentages instead of fixed values. They use max widths. They use uh, uh, absolute positionings, and that's just it's perfect. So, yeah, embedresponsibly.com. Very cool. I've, I've not seen that site before. Probably took about three or four thousand dollars out of my pocket just by talking about that. But uh, <laughs> that's what we're here to talk about do it yourself stuff. And this is a very good do it yourself resource. That's a yeah. good one, Mike. So that one was so good. What's the other one? What's that proton thing you put in there? It's real scientific stuff. But uh, from Jetpack, and Jetpack is WordPress.com. They have a module within Jetpack, and I think it's by far it's just phenomenal. It is, and I put it on every one of my sites. If you are uploading thousand, like we talked at the beginning, thousand pixel wide images, because it's how you know you did the right thing. You put up a thousand pixel wide image. That's great. But if I'm looking at it on my very low broadband cell phone of 240 pixels wide, you know mm -hmm. what? how long is it going to take to download that 1,000 pixels? And let's just say the 1,000 pixels, not the 5,000 that you wanted to or you thought about uploading it first. And what Jetpack's Photon does is it's basically going to take every image that you upload to your blog post or your pages, and it's going to resize them. And then when that person is looking at that image or that browser in their cell phone says, hey, go get this image, 
it goes and gets the one that's appropriate because they made copies of your image in all sorts of different smaller sizes. And so, oh, you only need the 240? Sends the 240 image. That's all it does. That's just too simple. Another great reason to use WordPress and to load Jetpack. Yeah. I'm surprised at the number of sites I go to that they've deleted Jetpack. But uh, that's okay. We can put it back. There you go. I think we've covered a lot of bases, and I'm probably we've probably created a few questions, and we've probably got some people out there going, nah, it's not important. I don't need to do that. Um, you know, yeah, well, your fax machine probably isn't mobile ready either, so just <laughs> hang in there for a little while. They say things come back around. <laughs> not yeah. sure that one will. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but, but some good points there. If you've got any uh, questions, you can always ask Mike. He's at Mike Mueller on Twitter. I'm at the Ken Cook on Twitter. Uh, Mike just told me that uh, I don't know if he wanted me to tease this or not. So the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, go ahead. Are we connected? His areweconnected.com article tomorrow is going to be on today's topic. So if you haven't subscribed to areweconnected.com, it's really simple and it's mobile responsive. There you go. Fancy that. Parting word, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go back up to our original point. Who needs to be mobile ready? You do. And, you know, right now, you do. Absolutely. You do. Yep. If it's on the web, if it's on the Internet, if it displays on a screen, it needs to be able to display on a small screen. That's that's, that's where we are. My wife, once she gets home from work, everything she does from looking up recipes to watching cat videos to uh, doing uh-huh. Facebook, it's all on her phone. Small screen. Yep. Yep. Good show, Mike. I think it's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.